Thank you. It is 11 p.m. and you are listening to WMSC 90.3. I wasn't finished reading the news. Oh, you'll read it next hour. No, the you gotta watch him. He's a wild one. I'll see you on Sunday at Payback on the WWE Network for nine ninety nine. Yeah. All right, but remember, people, it's eleven p.m. and you're listening to WMSC ninety point three from Montclair State University. Tune in WMSCRadio.com. Follow us on Twitter at WMSC and follow me on Twitter at Japan Nick. Listen to my archives at SoundCloud.com/slash/Japan-Nick. All right, and now. Obviously, uh, this is caustic to the metal community, but do you feel like, in a way, this is mobilizing bands to run smarter shows to make sure people keep their eyes out for people that wish to sabotage or discredit bands? Um, uh, I guess yes and no, because, again, I, I think there's it's driving a, a, a pretty big rift because I think there's certain people that don't know which side of the fence to stand on still, kind of. You know, they want to, like, be, like, because, like, the whole thing with this, like, Antifa thing is that, you know, if you're not with them, you're against them kind of thing. And I think a lot of people are fearing for them, you know, you know, being thrown under the bus and basically outed as, like, Nazis, even though they are, like, completely against Nazism, right. just because they don't agree with how Antifa does things. Right. Simply for not wanting to get involved, you are, yeah. now, getting, you are now getting involved. Pretty it, much. And they're going to throw as many eggs at you as they possibly and can. And only a Sith deals in absolutes. Mm-hmm. Which actually, uh, I I wanted to bring up something in the in, in the new uh, in the new Head Split magazine, which is the uh, the color issue, and uh, this is gorgeous Head Split number ten. I'm I'm glad that we have this here. Uh, there is a rant by uh, Jeff Tandy from Birth AD, uh, and, uh, and that's pretty much about what's going on with the uh, anti-fine black metal and everything. Uh, if you don't mind, um, is, is it okay if I read the whole thing? Um, yeah, just just keep it well, FCC uh, friendly. Well, obviously, I'm not gonna say the curse words. But because yes. uh, uh, head split is uh, it's not for the faint of heart, but it's a fa- it's a fantastic uh, it's a fantastic fanzine out of Portland, Oregon. And if you can get it, which you should be able to, at, uh, you know, since we have the interwebs and all that stuff, uh, just pick it up. It's how, how much was this thing? This issue? Um, I got it for FRE free, but oh, I contribute okay. to them. Oh, well, that's why. But uh, usually it's like what, like uh, like twenty dollars or something like that. No, it's it's not twenty dollars. It's like maybe well, I mean, seven with, to ten. I mean, like with sometimes uh, it, it depends. I mean, it's just like a lot of the older issues are pretty cheap. Like say maybe around seven like, issue seven and older than that, like yeah, six, I, five, four. I think I have seven. But I mean, the further you go into it, the more how you say the production costs got more expensive just because oh, yeah. like look at that man it, it's it's gorgeous well also i'm sure the prints i'm sure they had to print a lot more because of the well, well honestly that's the gold issue and there were also silver issues that is okay. for how you say just the contributors but there are color issues as of issue nine okay what about platinum do, do, do they have platinum no no ones? it's only gold and silver right now oh well what about frankincense and myrrh can you go double myrrh uh you're gonna have to speak to the people at head split about that <laughs> Okay, uh, but yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, this is uh, this is the rant called rant. That's that's the name. That's the section. Um, uh, well, by uh, on, by Jeff Tandy of uh, Birthday D. I won't apologize for metal ever. Apologies are for friends and loved ones, and at a time you misspoke or said something you regretted, they are not intended for people who hear your honest opinion and claim to be victimized by it. 
Metal, at least traditionally, is honest and needs no apologies. It never would have started. It never would have even started if people like Tony Iommi went around asking everyone's permission to write a song like Black Sabbath. Slayer definitely wouldn't have happened. Hey, we want to sneak a lot of Nazi iconography into our presentation. Is that cool? As we crossed into the 21st century, it became a hallmark of American society to take offense and demand apologies for virtually anything imaginable. Metal got caught up in that storm about 10 years ago, and now we are constantly on the defense. We didn't beat the S out of all the hipsters who showed up uninvited while we had the chance. We let them use social engineering to make us backpedal and show us that we could be manipulated. It's true that this music does indeed traffic in a lot of controversial ideas, and there's no end to the outrage we supply our detractors. Now, in 2016, Rainbow Coalition of metal fans from all over the world can't see a Graveland show because virtue signaling groups like Antifa are aware of us and know we are a soft target. Though one wonders how it would have gone if it was a Burzum concert instead. Oh boy. We did this to ourselves because too many of us blinked, too many of us apologized when we had done nothing other than defy the social climate of the day. The backlash is coming, but metal, the bands, and the fans must be prepared for the heat we will continue to take in the meantime. The people who work against us don't actually want metal to be safe, they want it gone. Make no mistake, this is a call to anyone who wants this music to remain dangerous, ugly, violent, scary, and sometimes roundly offensive to stand against those who would dismantle it. Don't let anyone back you into a, corn you, into a corner and force you to make disclaimers or excuses. Take a little time to examine why you're here and cultivate that truth and do a suit of armor against those who would try to slander or derail you. Say what you mean, mean what you say, and practice your rhetoric. It matters. Think about Phil Anselmo trying to ad-lib on stage and be the polar opposite of that. If you've got a band that knowingly says offensive or inflammatory things, or even if you choose to just slap a big fat swastika on your album cover, then be prepared to own it, regardless of how rigorous the criticism might be. Once the parasites find a way in, they will run rampant until the entire body is diseased, and man is metal disease these days. It's not dead yet, though. And it's up to us to fight for it and remain true to our ideas, to our ideals. We're not breaking any laws and we're not actually hurting anybody. We're just talking about the same stuff we always have, except now it's PC instead of PMRC that wants to stop us. Just tell them to F off and I guarantee they will. Once they realize you won't yield, they will find another target. If none of us yield, then metal itself will no longer be a target. There are plenty of people who don't like what I have to say and I've ignored them. I go to shows and fests all the time, and I've never met a single one of them. I know they're there, but they don't ever come looking for me. What does that tell you? Don't apologize for metal, ever, and then no one can take it from us. Thanks to Dylan for giving me this space, and thanks to anyone who has bothered to read this. Have a great 2017, and thanks for supporting great underground publications like this one, Hell Hanneman. Thank you, Jeff Tandy from Birth AD. Yeah. That was very well written and very true. And I, I don't think that anything, you know, else is a better way of putting our answer to those questions. See, though, I think the main difference, though, between the, you know, the PMRC 30 years ago and now is that when the PMRC was pushing, well, I mean, that was a official. Of, they were just a group of bored housewives exactly. and politicians. They actually had clout, well, the, though. Exactly. That and was the but, thing. They but had when, they, when they put that parental advisory sticker and pushed for that, 
That did nothing but boost the sales exactly. of all those records. It ended up being now the you best have, thing that happened. You to have music. Antifa that are driving people away because people are afraid of the threat of violence at, when they go to shows right. now, and they don't, or, or they're afraid of being outed as racists or 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 Nazis just because they they like a certain type of music, not because they espouse, espouse those ideas, but because they listen to a, a certain type of music that even necessarily doesn't even espouse those ideas either. So, I think. In a lot of ways, um, Antifa and and like the current, you know, leftist movements are more dangerous than the PMRC because they're actually doing things to yeah. damage. They're actually they have intent to hurt people. And yeah, whether PM, it's physically the PMR, or the PMRC just in, wanted like just wanted like just wanted people to know that there were curse words on music. Exactly, That's and they tried really to censor. They tried to they, censor, but but th- that push is and and the fight back against that actually blew up all those right. bands you know like megadeth blew up and 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 uh slayer skyrocketed ice t blew that. up because yeah. of, of what he had to say about yeah that. but in a way too though it really hurt a lot of people in small towns in <clears throat> a lot of like the flyover states like yeah. the midwest and things mm-hmm. like that i mean to a degree let's say like you i would say to the a degree, only store you have eventually people just kind of Became desensitized to oh no yeah. this CD has curses so I I think it kind of bottomed out eventually no but I mean like in the Midwest in like states. let's say the only store you have for like fifty or so miles that stocks music is Walmart and yeah. they're only stocking the stuff with the stickers That's and it's true. just like you don't get that no. unless you're going on the internet and some people just don't have the internet available well, and Wal- Walmart that. regularly stocks the clean versions of albums instead of the right. regular versions where all the curses are cut Yeah, off. I mean, it's just like, think or about it. It's just like you buy yeah. the yeah. clean version. It's just like, it's not you feel like an idiot for it's buying terrible. it. It's you like, wanted the real version, you know? It's like going to a prostitute for a hug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, on that note, let's listen to uh, some new music from uh, Junius. This is the Queen's Constellation.
Okay. Now, that was uh, Rabbit Flesh Eaters with Lycanthrope. And before that, we had Junius with the Queen's Constellation. Really, really great stuff. Um, now, Chris, what did you want to discuss again? Yeah, yeah. Tell me, um, I mean, like, you're getting s- stuff acquainted with, like, Metal Insider. Um, you had some stuff in Guitar World recently. Um, just tell us uh, what has been uh, some stuff you've uh, found your name getting in published in, online as well as in print. Uh, well, uh, on- online I've been publishing a lot of stuff for uh, for me and other people on my site, the Bonesaw of Rob's in- Rob included. I mean, if you want to check out his review of uh, Ukulele, uh, the video game, you can check it out on bonesawzine.com. Um, but I... Uh, I don't know. I've just been I've been getting published in a lot of things for uh, for a while now. I mean, I've been writing since 2009, really, since I started taking journalism courses in college, and um, I, you know, I just fell in love with it. I started writing for ReviewFakes.com. That snowballed into an internship at Erake, and then uh, that turned into um, that turned into writing for a couple of different zines uh, or like uh, web zines and. Um, then that turned into uh, I wrote for Metal Insider for a little while. Um, then I um, then I wound up interning and writing for WWE.com for a little bit. Um, that just snowballed into me starting the Bone Saw, and uh, that turned into um, oh uh, I also got published in the Bay News and uh, Quarter Media, uh, which I think is now called BK. Um, so they had uh, they have a bunch of sites like the Bensonhurst Bean and um, uh, Sheep's Head Bites, and uh, I, I forget what the other uh, sites are that uh, that they do. But I've been published in uh, quite a few places, and then I eventually got published in Guitar World uh, last year. And uh, in January, I got published in that uh, issue as well. So a lot of things are rolling, um, and I also got published in this toy magazine called TFE. But uh, it's that. That was just okay. Look, the guitar world and the WWE stuff, and you know, and just a lot of the other things that I've done is, it's, it's a very cool thing, uh, when you see your name in print, uh, physically uh, as well as digitally. But when when you look at something and you say, "Man, I did that," this influences people. People people wake up to read things like this, or people go to their store and they read to, like to pick this up to read it. And they're reading me, like that's really cool. I mean, there's a there's a book that I've been trying to get published. I, I'm I'm not I can't give you the details or anything. Like, how big is this book? It's not. It's not a. It's like a coffee table book. What but is it like? Sixty pages, eighty pages, a hundred, two hundred? Yeah, I mean, if you put it at the size that I want it to be printed at, then yeah, it's going to be about like sixty pages. Please uh, make a, a Wingdings of version of it, uh, just for you. Thanks. <laughs> But uh, yeah, when when you get written in guitar, like a lot of things, you just you just keep pushing, and it eventually gets published somewhere. And you just keep, but you just keep put, you keep taking your energy and you put it into something, and you put enough time into um, into everything. I'm pee popping all over the place. Um, but uh, when you um, when you just keep taking your energy levels and and you put them somewhere else, into uh, into your passion and it's 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 just wonderful when when you get the results and you just get, you just have to work really hard at it. It doesn't come easy. You have to you have to really push yourself for years. 
until you really start to get some recognition. Um, like I was writing for about seven years before I got the Guitar World gig, five before I got the WWE uh, thing. So you can really imagine how much perseverance it takes and that I'm only going to go up from here. Uh, but like that's where that, that's that's one of the things that started me to do podcasting and like I've been doing that for about three years now and it's starting to make a little dent. Um, I'm not not by any big means, but I mean for like a nobody, I'm, I'm starting to get like a lot of decent hits, um, which is which is really cool, because now it makes me it makes me feel good because it's it's like oh man, there are people that just actively wait for this stuff to come out like that's that's super cool people care about my opinion people care about what i have to say that's really neat you know yeah i mean i'll i'll tell you that like when i first got my my interview with rat skates published that was august 29th 2012 i mean it was just like there's no cooler feeling yeah, than it's just like a few places too i mean it, it it blew my mind getting that published and it was just like i can tell doing this People are going to read that and think. Maybe they'll agree with me. Maybe they'll think, no way, I disagree with you. But it's just like, that's it. Like, you made, you write something and you made somebody feel something. It doesn't matter whether they, they liked it or they hated it. The fact that you made somebody feel something from it. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah, like right now, I could care less what the heck happens to um, what the heck happens to me work-wise like i'm I'm just i'm I'm just gonna pursue whatever things that i want to do because i know that it works i know that if you pursue something then i just because i've keep but just just by you keep pushing things and you see the results that you get from it from just working hard and just really putting yourself out there that it doesn't matter like you end up breaking the barriers you never thought you could because you're going after something smaller you end up getting the big fish so with that, that's just going to make me that, – that just makes you a stronger person, and it makes you realize, hey, I can actually just go after anything that I want, and I might actually get it, or I might get something a lot bigger than I expected. Or so, you could get involved in something that just, like, you never dreamed of. Maybe yeah. it's a little bit out of your field, but it could be something really, really amazing. Yeah, and a lot of times you just fall into whatever you're supposed to do, and it just kind of works. Um, it's it's very weird. And if you're any good at whatever it is that you're that, that you're passionate about, you are eventually going to rise to the top out of it. It's just something to do with, it's just something to do with your energy and where you're putting it. It's Definitely. it's very weird. But I mean, if you read all these old finance books and these like success stories and things like that. They all have the one thing is it's that they pursued a passion no matter how crazy everyone else thought it was. And it doesn't matter how much money they had at the time. A lot of them had nothing like the guy who invented Coca, the guy who created this, the the recipe for Coca-Cola. He spent all of he spent his life savings on a on 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 a on a soft drink on a No, he spent it on an old kettle to make the soft drink. And he, he bought it from a pharmacist. It was like a blackened kettle that, like, nobody wanted. And he just gave it – he bought it off a pharmacist. And he had this recipe, and he sold it. And he ended up – he ended up creating this giant recipe. Or also you have um, you have the famous Nathan, the hot dog man, who he created he – ba- he basically – he figured out how to make a killing off of hot dogs. Which nobody, nobody, that wasn't even an, that wasn't a concept. It was crazy. He had a hot dog route. He expanded the hot dog route. He bought other hot dog carts and he monopolized hot dogs. 
it's it's insane. But every everybody has an idea. And then if you go to Steve Jobs, he looked at a calligraphy. He what he took a calligraphy course that he sat in. He didn't pay for, and he sat in. He found two fonts that he loved, which was Sans Serif and Helvetica. He put that into the computers that he built with Steve Wozniak, and that's why we have the Mac, and that's why we have just about any computer that is user-friendly because of those fonts. That's why Mac became a thing, because of fonts. It's crazy, but they put their passion into something, and it worked for them, and that's the same thing with any comedian or anything like that. They put their passion into something, and it worked. You know, or Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty was a series of failed cartoon was a series of failed cartoons and interconnect cartoons and all that stuff. Rob, and now we've got that, and it's amazing. You have anything to say on the topic? Um, well, I mean, we were actually speaking about this earlier before. I mean, if you look at how many people that are successful that didn't necessarily go to college or didn't finish college, I mean, who comes to mind for me is Elon Musk. Who, who never finished college um, because he had the idea to, to a better way to pay th- for things online, and that was PayPal. And, you know, and the guy, now the guy's like a multi-billionaire, and he's one of the smartest people in the world, you know. He has Tesla, where, where they're making, you know, innovations in automobiles that are like, you know, 50, 100 years ahead of what anybody else is doing, you know. Or, you know, he's he's got SpaceX, where they're, where they're now... They've successfully landed rock. They found a way to to cut costs on space exploration by reusing boosters by by landing them back on on to landing pads after they launch a rocket. You know, it's, well, it's he's working pretty on, crazy. He's working on that car too. That like that speed car. Oh yeah, the the hypertube. Yeah. Or, or no, the. Is that what they're called? The, the hyperlink. Hi- okay. Yeah. No. Right. What is it? No. No, I think it might be the hyperlink. I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, what, what, it's it's basically uh it's a thing that's gonna be able it's gonna revolutionize public transportation because you'll be able to get from from New York to California in a matter of like a few hours instead of like you know days you know our yeah. ground transportation, um, basically. Hyperloop, that's what it is. That, okay, right, right, right. But it's it's nuts. It's it's just nuts, but it's possible, and a lot of people just. And even they, faster than than planes, you know. Yeah. That's why it was like you know, you're going like 900 miles per hour, so you're you're right. there in like you know. On that note, two let's hours. listen to some more uh, music. This is uh, some tracks from the new Headsplit Records uh, compilation, "Put to Death Number One," included in the newest edition of Headsplit Zine. Here number we go. Number ten.
Yo, and we're back. And uh, that was a, uh, that was Sacrificer doing Vomiting Toxic Sludge and Dequisitor doing Elongated Crystal Skull. Now, I've been, uh, like, you see in the headlines, whether it's like Blabbermouth or even like major news organizations where it's just like, let, let's think about it. Like, Wormrot had to cancel their shows in America, and it's just like, you know, visa costs are rising. And I believe also, it's just, it's it's not even worth it for a lot of these underground bands to even try to come to America, where it's just like, the goal is just to break even, and it's like, what can they really do? I mean, it's just like, that's it. You know, you're, you're killing the international market. Like... I mean, don't you remember even like the uh, change.org stuff for that? And um, I mean, tell me, what are your feelings? <laughs> um, well, I mean, it, this has been going on for a while now. And I know like Canada recently, I mean, this is a few years ago, not recently, not like yesterday, um, passed a law that made it a lot harder for touring pans to get to Canada because they had to pay like an extra tariff to bring their equipment and it's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars for and that's trailers merch as well so yeah. now a lot of bands were not coming with any merch because it was either well we either can sell t-shirts and not play or we can play or if we do both we will not we will be in far more debt than possible to even get to the show yeah so it it's it's really unfortunate you think um Anything will change with uh, the current political climate, or no. do you think like if anything is going to change for the worse? It, yeah, if it changes, it'll change for the worse. But I honestly think that nothing is going to change at all. No, I, I think that that's something that's just going to be completely left alone. And I don't, I don't even think that has anything to do. Well, I mean, it has. Uh, I don't think it has more to do with um, with with the government itself as opposed to just. The regulations of the flight in of the of, of the, uh, of the of the flight industry, or the travel industry. No, nah, I think it's the government. I guess it's well restricting. Mm, for certain, I mean, for certain things, there's government restrictions, but there's also like if you're going to raise the taxes or if, if you're going to raise like the um, the cost for visas or anything, I think that's more of uh, I think that's more of like the uh, the travel industry. Because the government itself. Well, is no, the to... government is the one that hands out visas, though, not the travel mm, industry. Mm, that's true. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about then, which is cool. Uh, <laughs> but it's I, I don't see it. I don't see it changing right now. If it does change, it'll just get more expensive because that's kind of what happens to everything. It's also too killing tourism into America. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just like that. But it's it's touring. Everywhere. Yeah, it's it's not just America. It's happening everywhere, really. Yeah. Pretty much the only place that you can ki kind of move freely, and th that's starting to change now too, because people are like tired of like you know things th having open borders is like in Europe, and because the European Union you allowed it, so you can move throughout Europe without a, a as long as you have a passport from one of those countries, you can go to any country mm -hmm. without. You know, being restricted, but I think that even now that's starting to change because of the the whole situation with the terror, the rise of more terrorism in Europe and stuff, and especially like France, you know, and and, and England. Um, is it is it Sweden that that's happening as well? Sweden was having some issues, I think. Germany, 
I mean, it's it's a lot of them. Yeah, it's yeah. all over. I don't know if I don't know if anything happened in Italy yet. No, but I'm I'm sure that I'm sure. That's I mean, all, there, there sure were historical the things going on in in Norway years ago as well. Right, right. back in the two thousands. And um, on that note, I, I guess. What do you make of uh, uh, what was that venue you told me about, Chris, the other night? Which one? That uh, got picked up by Ticketmaster or Live Nation? Uh, I think that was uh, Gramercy Theater. Yeah, Gramercy Theater and Irving Plaza are, are are both owned and operated by Live Nation now. Yeah, that's been for a little while now. Yeah, well, well, but I heard that it's not too terrible to uh, to rent the place out, or at least it doesn't cost as much as you'd think it would. But I mean, what difference does it really make just because Ticketmaster and Live Nation, I mean, it's just like the same company and like that's where you need to go to to get tickets. Although, I mean, you got like brownpaperbagticket.com and stuff like that where like you really <laughs> get that one. you really get a good discount using them, honestly. I remember they, they used to sell, I remember getting tickets for destruction and creator shows uh, around uh, 2009 and 2010. Well, it doesn't. It, it depends on the show. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like I bought the Demolition Hammer tickets uh, for the Gramercy show the day that they came out, and uh, they were twenty bucks. So, what was the service fee though? Oh no, I, I just went right to the venue. Yeah, yeah. It was St. Patrick's Day, so I just went right to the Gramercy venue because they had a show that day, so they're open to sell tickets when there's a show. Well, I mean, it's like if you want to take that risk, but I mean, like, let's say. Well, I was going there anyway to yeah. go to the bar, so like, I figured, all right, well, I might as well just like check and see if they're open. And if yeah. they're open, then I'll do that, and if not, then I'll just go home and just buy the ticket. Mm-hmm. And then you know, whatever the service fee is, is whatever the service fee is. So I just went right to the horse's mouth, bought the ticket, and it was like twenty dollars. So that like isn't an issue. Well, Gramercy is usually cheap anyway. Uh, Irving Plaza, you're probably not going to spend more than like. Forty-five. Flat. I, I think I've seen like anthra- Anthrax. Their GA at Irving Plaza was only like twenty-five, thirty dollars. Yeah, it, those the, the, those shows aren't really that expensive. Uh, even the Best Buy theater. And you gotta say, it, an- I mean, pl- the PlayStation theater. Anthrax even that doesn't get that expensive. No. And you gotta say, Anthrax is probably the biggest band going through Irving Plaza, or one mm-hmm. of the biggest. Yeah. Um, and yeah, even uh, PlayStation. I think the PlayStation theater. The most I've ever paid is like f- maybe forty dollars, you know, yeah, and that's I, for like King Diamond, right? You know, so it's it's really it's not too bad. Uh, it it just depends on the show that you're going to. If you're going to a hip hop show, yeah, you're probably gonna spend money. But if you're going to like, or if you're going to the Barclays Center or like you know an arena stadium, yeah. then yeah, you're gonna spend some money. Um, but if you're going to like you know. If you're going to like just a regular metal show, or if you're just going the smaller to, to mid level like theaters yeah, and venues, yeah, then you're not. Yeah, like those size theaters, you're not going to pay that much. No, unless, except there are some. Unless you're going like, to like a comedy show or a hip hop show, then you'll spend there, a little more. I mean, more. there are some theaters like I believe the Wellmont Theater is actually kind of pricey for what it is. Mm, that's what I've heard. I I I believe they had when Megadeth played. I think it was when uh, Megadeth played. There were suicidal tendencies, and I want to say Havoc was on the bill also, and maybe it was the Children of Bodom tour. Oh, was that when Havoc got kicked off the Megadeth? Tour? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, they played the Wilma, and I'm pretty sure it was like forty five dollars or, or fifty dollars for tickets. And um, let me just steer away to a few messages. Okay. Oh boy, I got nothing to do on campus. <laughs> 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 
Well, Mickey, do you want to get involved? Do you like being part of a team? Well, WMSC wants you. Whether you enjoy music, editing, sports, or news, WMSC Radio has much to offer. You could be a part of the production team, the engineering team, the music team, the sports team, and many more. Meet new people, make new friends, express your creativity. You could become an apprentice DJ, and in the future, host your very own radio show. Meetings are held in Richardson Hall, room 120, at 3.30 p.m. Wednesday. Sign up today and be part of the experience. And remember, WMSE wants you. You are listening to 90.3 WMSE Upper Marker, the voice of Marker State. And we're back, and why don't we listen to some Blood Feast? What do you think, Chris? Yeah, is this from the, the new album, The Future State of Wicked? Bingo. All right. What song do you want to hear? Ooh. No pressure. But pick now. Uh, Rob, make him pick. Let's do pick. By the Slice.
Hi, I'm Roll Dan, host of the Prague Power Station, where I play the finest in progressive rock, progressive metal, art rock, post rock, experimental, electronic, and everything else within the Prague universe. Broadcasting live from outer space every Monday night from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Be sure to visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash progpowerstation as well as our SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash progpowerstation for archives of previous episodes. So, come aboard. And don't worry, we'll leave the airlocks open for you. End transmission. Chris, this is more of the BBC News. This is uh, North Korea faces tighter sanctions under the Trump strategy. The U.S. is to tighten sanctions on North Korea and step up diplomatic moves aimed at pressuring the country to end its nuclear and missile programs. President Donald Trump's strategy was announced after a special briefing for all 100 U.S. senators. Earlier, the top U.S. commander in the Pacific defended the deployment of an advanced missile defense system in, uh, in South Korea. Tensions have risen and fears the North, the North is planning new weapon tests. The United States seeks stability and peaceful denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula, said a joint statement issued by Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis, and Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats. We remain open in negotiations toward that goal. However, we remain prepared to defend ourselves and our allies. The president's approach aims to pressure North Korea into dismantling its nuclear, ballistic, missile, and proliferation programs by tightening economic sanctions and pursuing diplomatic measures with our allies and regional partners, the statement added. Okay. The BBC's Barbara Plesch, usher, usher in Washington, the Americans are deeply concerned about events in North Korea's weapons technology. They believe it, will be, it could well be capable of hitting the United States with a nuclear warhead before the end of President Trump's first term. Any U.S. military intervention to preempt that would be fraught with risk, but Mr. Trump has tightened his rhetoric to drive home a message of that, that it's a credible threat. A key part of his plan is to pressure China to, learn more, to lean more heavily in North Korea to dismantle its nuclear weapons program. The statement says the U.S. is open to negotiations towards, the, towards that end, but many even in Washington doubt the regime could, e could ever accept such terms. Now remember, people, you are listening to WMSC 90.3, and it is midnight o'clock. Thank you.